Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest. Sven Hendrik is with us. He is founder at Northman Trader. He joins from London, where it's got to be late in the evening, approaching, well, I think it's uh, already Friday morning, right? Midnight. Sven, thanks for being with us. Uh, We're looking at the GDP number now, much worse than forecast in the U.S. And so as a result of this print, the markets are really forced to dial back expectations for Fed rate hikes. Is that the right move now? Because there's not any evidence yet that the labor market has softened. Hi, good evening. Glad to be with you. Uh, look, it's yeah, it's it's actually the cure ultimately for inflation is to have a recession. It's not something that obviously the Fed or anyone else wants to publicly push. But that was the examples that we saw in 1974, 1980, 1982, when we did have very high inflation. Then a recession came about. And guess what? The Fed cut rates inside the recession while inflation was still high. So, yes, there is certainly with the drastic slowdown that we've seen in recent months, uh, there is their concern, obviously, that we can slip into a recession. And the today's GDP number certainly uh, raised that specter as slow growth has dramatically slowed down. I should just add one point. Uh, ironically, if you look at past the last 50, 70 years, every time... U.S. GDP has printed two consecutive negative growth periods, it ended up being classified as a recession. So this here would be very much an exception if that was not the case. Well, we did have uh, equities rising again in the U.S. Do you buy into this good news as bad news narrative, though? It doesn't seem terribly likely. The Fed's going to blink on the basis of you know two quarters of uh, contraction. No, they, they shouldn't blink at this point, but I think Jay Powell made it clear yesterday that uh, forward guidance suddenly is suspended. And he said that, you know, who knows where rates are going to be six months from now, which is a bit counter to the Fed's own Fed fund forecast for next year, which is 3.8%. So that was an interesting pivot, and obviously markets reacted strongly off of that. Uh, the issue simply is, can inflation be really contained here in the next few months. I mean, obviously, we're all looking for some sort of relief on that front. And there's a number of data points that may point to that. The problem is the the areas of inflation that the Fed does not control, cannot control, in terms of food, energy, and, and what have you, uh, to the extent that they're still more persistent than any p- early pivot of the Fed may end up 
being a policy mistake down the road. That's the that's the danger here. And of course, equities are pivoting off what's been happening with yields, which have been dropping dramatically since the uh, June peak of three and a half percent, and also in the reversal in the dollar. Remember, in June we were extremely oversold and technically disconnected. So. For now, we can view all this maybe in context of a larger bear market rally. And we've seen those in the year 2000, 2008, and they ultimately ended up turning you know, after everybody got very optimistic again. And uh, Sven, I just want to talk about a couple of the big earnings announcements we had today. Let's talk about Apple. It was a narrow beat, really, but we're seeing uh, personal consumption in the U.S. easing. As, as consumers tighten belts, supply chain issues continue to bite. What are your expectations around Apple? Is it a buy at the moment? Well, actually, Apple, uh, just before close today, was getting very close to its 200-day moving average, which is significantly better than what we've seen, obviously, with the overall market. So I'm going to watch this closely tomorrow if this actually sustains a move above the 200-day moving average, because once you break these big moving averages, they tend to be resistance on the way up. So from my perspective, I wanted to see if that actually can sustain. If it can sustain above and backtest it and hold it, then I think this will be still bullish for Apple uh, for a while. But if it cannot, then I think we should expect probably a sizable retrace still. So I was reading something where Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, was saying the company will continue to hire employees, but in a very deliberate way. There had been reports earlier that Apple had planning to slow down the pace of hiring. And that's kind of a segue into a point that I wanted to address, which was the employment cost index data that we'll get tomorrow in the U.S. Are you thinking that we are going to get a lot of inflationary pressure when it comes to kind of the labor market, whether it's wages or other costs associated with hiring employees? Well, from my perspective, a lot of these indicators are still lagging in terms of what we're actually seeing vis-a-vis the slowdown in the economy. Uh, that That's going to be a tough one to negotiate through over the next few months. The market needs to see a, a, a definite sort of point of evidence that inflation is still slowing down so that it actually can sustain the expectation that the Fed is going to radically slow down rates. And on, on that point, I just want to highlight this. We are in a period now that the Fed has raised rates to the same level it got to in 2018 and was lights out then. And since then, we've added $9 trillion in debt. So the notion that the economy itself and markets can sustain higher rates of this level for an extended period of time, in my view, is incompatible with the notion that there's not going to be a recession. So this this still has to negotiate itself out. And to the extent that the economy does not pick up here very short, soon, uh, then you know the risk is that these pauses in employment announcements are, you know, are basically rolling over and, and will result in, in actually sizable layoffs to come in, into next year. We've seen the Bloomberg dollar spot index just grinding lower over the past couple of weeks. Do you, do you think we've hit peak dollar now? Well, interesting enough, and I'm viewing this uh, dollar obviously as the fundamental component to it, uh, but there's also the technical. And the, the chart on the monthly dollar has been incredibly clean from a technical perspective. There's an upper trend line, and it hit it perfectly 
in July and then reversed. And part of what helped the reversal was the fact that this may be part of the fundamental aspect here of it, because this is all a large game of relativity between central banks. The ECB in Europe was even more horrifically late to the party of actually raising rates. They just raised rates for the first time in 11 years, and they're still at zero. And so that they finally got off that train that helped uh, reverse the dollar a little bit as well. So to the extent that the ECB continues to become at least more aggressive in the short term, that can help the dollar uh, or re relieve the, uh, more pressure on the dollar. And we had this 90% inverse correlation between the dollar and the S&P. So for equities to continue to rally, we need to continue to see the dollar reverse. Technically, my view is that it has potential to reverse some more, mm -hmm. but I guess this is a chart that everybody needs to watch very closely. So Sven, we've laid out a pretty tricky landscape here. Give me 30 seconds on how you want to approach uh, putting money to work in this environment. Well, frankly, we, you know, we've laid out a, a bear market rally case in, in, in June that goes along with 2000, 2008, where you can get a major technical reconnect. On that basis, what we're seeing right now with breakouts in equities uh, in, in terms of the downtrends, you have room to the upside still, but you got to be also from our perspective, got to be very aware of the signals as mm -hmm. we are approaching resistance. So I don't think there's anything as a straight line. There's mm -hmm. In my view, now we're getting to the point now into 4,100 yep. to 4,200. Sven we Henrik, we're out of time. Sven Henrik is founder at Northman Trader. This is Bloomberg. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.